Football, baby! Well, well, well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daddy said that they weren't always going to be pretty, Travis, but you got to love them anyway, you know? You get Thursday night football. Struggle bus. Uh, I don't know what to call this game. We are starting the show early because the game said, hey, why don't you guys take off? <laughs> okay. Hopefully we'll get some carryover of, of some pissed off watchers because sure, this game has been atrocious from start Unwatchable? to Unwatchable? Almost. Absolutely atrocious? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to call it. It's, it's been bad. Disgusting. Um, but we got a show to do. We got a show to do. And you know what? We have a show we get to do is Let's the way that I'm looking at this. It's week five. We're kicking it off. The Broncos, the Colts. Let's just talk about it for a quick minute. It's ugly. Look, I just told Travis right before the show, Russell Wilson is the leading rusher in this game. Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, for the Broncos, I should say. Philip Lindsay did have um, 40 yards. On the ground as a never mind. I just checked. He had another carry for negative two yards. Negative so yards. Yeah. He uh he's living the life. It, it's been a got, field goal battle. Whoever wins the field goal battle is gonna win on this Thursday night. And sure. It'd no be like that this. sometimes. I don't have many offensive weapons going in this matchup. No. I am playing against the Denver defense in my home league, and they are just Ugh. feasting on the Colts. But it's awful. Week five is here. And we have yeah. a lot of other matchups that should have some touchdowns in them. It I is our so. job to try to find who will be in a position to score those touchdowns. Um, you damn right. Let's do our best to do that. Yeah. So let's hop into the first matchup then. Okay. Right. Other than this garbage fest. Okay. We'll just pretend like this game didn't happen. Okay. Um, they're both on by. We have the Giants and the Green Bay Packers kicking it off on Sunday, Travis. They're playing in London, so we get to wake up to some jolly old football, American style. Okay, I've been loving that. Yeah, um, I like like we talked about in the last episode, man. Waking up with a cup of coffee and some football—that's yep. great. That's perfect. So we have, like I said, with the Giants, the Packers. What should we look for with the Giants heading into London on Sunday? Giants, what I'm looking for is with zero pass-catching threats on the Giants' side of the football, is this a game where Saquon Barkley could get bottled up? I don't want to ever say Saquon's due for a dud. I don't think it'll be a dud, but I will say, I'll put it this way, if there's one week that I would rather play against Saquon Barkley than any other week, I -hmm. think... Um, nine hours away in London with zero downfield threat, zero help to Danny Dimes at all, maybe Green Bay can find a way to keep Saquon somewhat corralled. So, Yeah, you know, uh, I, I think that's a that's a solid point. Uh, is it nine hours away? I always thought it was more. Uh, no, London, know. yeah, I guess London's somewhere between eight and nine hours flight. Okay. All yeah. right. The more you know. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. On the other side of the ball, though, you have Green Bay, who, you know what? They're starting to 
to kind of grow into an intriguing offense. Obviously, you've got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon just dominating the touches, and that happens, you know, especially when you have rookie wide receivers and your veteran that you have is kind of gaining his footing. Um, I'm looking for a couple storylines, though. We know the running backs are going to get the touches, but is Romeo Dubs going to take a step forward and make some reliable plays while Aaron Rodgers continues to give him shots downfield? Or is Alan Lazard going to continue to be the trusted weapon that he is, having his targets grow each week, you know, his his, uh, share of that wide receiver room growing more and more, you know, confident each and every week? That's what I want to look for, especially against a Giants team that they're not very, they're not bad against the wide receiver, but they haven't exactly faced, um, you know, top-notch talent as of yet. So yeah. I, I want to, I want to see how that goes early on Sunday. I feel like between Romeo Dobbs and Lazard, both of them have a nice floor, but also a cap ceiling. That's where I'm at with them right now. I feel like. You can put them out there knowing that you will get that 8 to 14 point game and a half PPR. If right. either of them go over 20 or 25, that would be the anomaly. I feel like they're both very even keeled, steady guys that you want to sure. play if you have room for, but you're not forcing in over um, an option that's a little bit better than them. Yeah. Lazard, Lazard I, to me is, is still the 1A there. I agree. I agree. I'm 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 gonna need him this week, <laughs> for sure. Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a theme this week. Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh and Buffalo, Travis. This is a game that's being played in Buffalo. You've got obviously the storyline being for Pittsburgh, new quarterback, Buffalo, same quarterback, but great. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about this Pittsburgh um, offense and what. What intrigues you heading into a very tough matchup as the first full functioning start for the rookie? Can you this pick? is going to be a sl- this is going to be an absolute slaughter. Every I think most people are predicting that Buffalo is going to just feast sure. on this team. Um, but yeah, Kenny Pickett is what you're looking at, and the question for me is who is his favorite target? It's probably Deontay Johnson. It would be hard for anybody but Deontay Johnson to be a favorite. But maybe George Pickens sneaks in and, and matches Deontay, at least to start out because of the experience that the rookies have together through training camp or whatever the case is. Can Deontay Johnson still get enough volume to be somewhat close to giving you what you paid um, in the draft? I don't think so, but that's what I will be looking for. If I, ha- I think I have one or two shares of Deontay. If Pickett gives him enough, I might be looking to sell. I'm pretty scared of this offense right now. Interesting. So you don't. So you're kind of out on Deontay then. I've been out on Deontay. I think I took him because he was just far and away the best player on the board. Um, but any shares of Deontay I have, if I can get equal value, I'm moving him. Interesting. I, I mean, it just it thro- it floors me a little bit because he has three straight games of double digit targets and then he just has a four against I mean Sauce Gardner's no joke, so um it just it makes me wonder. I, I think I think he could be close to a, a quarterback's, you know, friend out there on the field, so I'd be interested to see kind of what what happens there. We'll circle back and compare Deontay to guys at his level and then we can decide sure. towards the end of the show. I'll put a little list together over the next forty five minutes or so and we'll see 
Deontay or player X. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, on the other side, though, Buffalo, a team that isn't exactly struggling. You know, they had a, a weird weather game last week against Baltimore, pulled it out. But let's talk about the weapons and who they're going to be facing on the other side of the ball. The Pittsburgh defense gives up points all over the place to fantasy football position players. And the wide receiver on this team, obviously, Stephon Diggs, maybe Gabriel Davis is going to be healthy. You know, who knows? But the guy I'm focused on is Stephon Diggs in this matchup. And look, I'm going to call him his sidekick in this matchup, Devin Singletary, because they're using him in every facet of the game, whether it's first down, second down, you know, red zone, you know, even third downs now. I mean, he's he's um, second on the team in targets. It it's kind of um it's kind of a perfect storm for Devin Singletary because Pittsburgh just happens to be one of the worst teams against the running back as well. So whether or not Josh Allen decides to vulture some of those touches from uh, Devin Singletary in the red zone, I think this is a, an offense, like you said, that's walking into the positive side of a slaughter and yeah. will be able to move really at will. Um, so I think... I think it could be a, a matchup where we're constantly seeing the Pittsburgh <laughs> offense hand the ball back um, to Buffalo, especially when we saw three turnovers from Pickett in his first game against the Jets. So uh, start your bills, and that's that, That's my advice heading into that game, man. Co- I got a question. Coach speak-wise, when, when mm-hmm. Tomlin says, I'm looking for a spark. Sure. Um, and says we're starting Kenny Pickett. Is this a no look back situation, or yeah. if Pickett comes out and looks awful for two or three weeks, do they go back to Mitch and say we need Kenny to, to really learn whatever he can this first year? I I don't think so. I think okay. I think it's probably a scenario where they, they weren't winning with Mitch, so you might as well get your quarterback of the future some experience and also right. not win. All right, fair enough. Um, Chargers and Browns. What I'm looking for here is Mike Williams. Big Mike, can he give us some sort of consistency? We know this is now and has been his identity. And so far this year, he was cold, hot, cold, hot. Most recent game was hot. I hope that doesn't mean another cold game is coming. Maybe we can get two hot ones in a row. Um, Keenan Allen should be out again. Can we please get back-to-back solid outings for Mike Williams? Do you think he gives you Dustin 75 and a score? Look, man, you, was he was he hot last game? That's yes. my question. Yes, okay, he was. He's going to be cold. It's kind of like he, okay. he doesn't care what the matchup is. He's like, okay, guys, I had a good game last week. I'm out. This week, I'm I'm, I'm off. Throw it to someone else. <laughs> this is a Gerald Paul, Everett week. Keenan's out. Palmer's banged up. I mean – Surely he can give us two in a row. The numbers uh, say DeAndre no. Carter game. That's what I'm throwing it there out we, there. That, DeAndre that, Carter. That's a good call. Yep. What about Cleveland? What are you seeing over there? I'm seeing a beautiful matchup for the workhorse running back of the Ooh, Cleveland Browns. That's right. I like Nick Chubb, but I I have to believe that those one yard off opportunities for Hunt cease to be a problem the entire season. So we know Amari Cooper is going to get targets. Yeah, we know Chubb's going to get opportunity. Look, the Chargers give, have given up the third most um, fantasy points to the running back position so far this year. So I, I expect Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb to both be useful in this game. 
I don't expect a lot of passing attempts from Cleveland, and I expect a low scoring matchup. So that's just kind of a low scoring matchup. What's what's low for the Chargers? Over under twenty five points. For the Chargers, sure. Or twenty four. We'll say twenty four. Yeah, I mean that's that's not exactly a high scoring matchup, you know. Um, But three touchdowns. Do you think the Chargers combine somehow for three touchdowns as a team? I think they're going to struggle to. I, okay. I would take the under in this game. All right. I yeah. I so think, you play I against think. Kareem Hunt um, mm-hmm. as you traded him to me I in a deal a week ago, and yep. I'm starting him against you. You say, "Yep, Kareem Hunt can't get these one-offs all the time." Do you think he gives me 60 yards and a touchdown? I think that's a I think that's a solid chance that he does. All right, I like that. I like that. It's a solid RB two in standard leagues. Yeah, uh, makes me feel real good. We said last show, though, he's so touchdown dependent right now. He he has to find a way across the line. He's going to get targets. You know, he's going to get, you know, he can get anywhere from 10 to 15 touches. Yeah. Um, So he's going to be a viable, you know, low-end RB2. Okay. Yeah, I would feel good having him in a standard league for sure. Um, I would feel some sort of way about the weapons in the Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars game coming up this week as well. The matchup here, look, these aren't exactly sexy names, but we have to talk about them. You know, they're getting sexier, Dustin. They're putting in work. They're working on their sexy and they are coming around here. That's right. You're right. And you know what? Honestly, to me, no team is sexier than the Jacksonville Jaguars if nothing else, then just <laughs> watching Trevor Lawrence's hair, you know the, the game. Flow. Being, it's oh my gosh! It's I look. Sunshine. I know everybody. Everybody wants to call him Sunshine, <laughs> but I just I don't know. I, you I, have I to. I guess. I guess you do. You're saying but his flow's better than Sunshine's flow? Oh yeah, yeah, ten times. Wow, ten times better. I think it's a little longer um, too. But here's the thing. Here's my bass. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited about Trevor Lawrence. Just maybe, um, maybe not in this game because Houston doesn't give up a bunch of fantasy points to the wide receiver or quarterback, or at least they haven't so far. It's they give up so many fantasy points to the running back. It's like what we saw from the Chargers last season. Yeah, you know they you don't have to beat them any way else. They, they it's like hey, I'm not going to defend anything other than a straight jab to the face. You know, like, you you want to punch me in the face as many times as you want? Absolutely. And that's what teams do. They'll just keep running and running and running. Um, Houston has given up easily the most running back uh, fantasy points against. And I expect ETN and Robinson to have a great game. I'm also really interested in that that backfield split between ETN and James Robinson. I, I don't know how much, you know, trailing really, really quickly all of a sudden last week and the terrible weather last week kind of played into ETN getting a better snap share, but right. a couple you know, fun metrics for the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, running backs is that James Robinson has um, declined in yards after contact in the last, you know, well, heck, every single game, you know? So I don't know exactly what that means, for you know him going forward or he's a you know hurry up and get him off your roster but all i know is that etn is talented enough to take whatever grace is being given to him by his backfield mate so that's a dynamic i'm interested i think i will start both of these backs with some confidence heading into this matchup all right you're not going to put etn over somebody like Brees hall would you put etn over 
Gibson pretty easily. Easily, yeah. Okay. What if Robinson is not actually back this week? Gibson versus Tennessee or ETN versus Houston? ETN versus Houston. Okay. All right. I'm looking on the Texan side of the football. This is going to be a good test for Pierce. Um, I want to see, do they give him an, another 18 to 20 touch week? Is he going to be a high-volume guy, or is it is it going to be kind of 12 touches one week, 20 because the game allows for it, they're coming from behind, whatever the case is, or is it this is a staple in our offense? We want to go through Pierce. Obviously, we're not trying that hard to have a great record um, right? because we want a high draft pick, but we want to see what the rookie has. Let's pound it a little bit. Do you think yeah. Pierce gets over or under 18 total touches? 18 total touches. Oh, I think he's going to get under 15 carries, two catches. Total I think 17 yeah, pro- in the bet. I, yeah, I think thing. 17, 17 is ceiling <laughs> this week. For sure. All right. <laughs> Chicago and Minnesota, your bears. Yeah. Dustin, what are you looking for from the Chicago bears? The bears. Um, look, their their offense. I don't like talking about it. It, may, it gives a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I don't like watching it with my eyes. Okay. Um, at this point, like it's more about what they can do against the 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 weapons that they're facing. You know, like you're not you're not gonna start Mooney. You're not gonna start Komet. You'll start. I, I'd suggest. I, I'd say you can start Khalil Herbert as an RB two and feel yeah. pretty good about it in this game. Um, but other than that, you're not really touching any of the weapons on Chicago. Um, you're going to talk about Minnesota here in a second, but just to kind of words of advice here, um, Chicago's actually better against wide receivers than um, anyone wants to really admit. They're actually you know top five, top six in the league um, points, you know, fancy points against the receiver. So um, that's not exactly skewed by the Giants either. If you remove last week's games. Um, Chicago's still above average, and I'm as much as I need a Justin Jefferson week against you this week. Um, I'm terrified that this is a Dalvin smash week. I uh, that is exactly what I have here. Uh, my question for the Vikings is: Will we see Dalvin Cook, vintage Dalvin Cook, again, or is this the new normal for what we should expect from Dalvin Cook? Is Dalvin now just outside of the top 10, 12, 15 running backs? Is he in that mid RB2 now, or is he still an elite RB1 who just hasn't gotten hot yet? Yeah, I mean, I think he's, I think he's going to be a top, God, he's probably going to be a top eight back this week, to be okay. honest with you. Like, he's going he's gonna to have a great game. So you're a little nervous about the Cousins to Jefferson combo not absolutely going crazy. I don't think they're going to go crazy. I think, you know, he's going to have 15 points this week. You know, I, I he, he's good enough to do that any week. Yeah. Um, but I, I think don't he could have another huge one. I mean, look, I'm not going to put anything past him, but the Bears secondary is very good. Yeah. Um, the I, I can't even say very good. It's not very good. It's it's good enough. It's sim- very similar like the Houston Texans where it's like, look, they're so bad against the run, you don't necessarily have to beat them throwing the ball. Now, granted, maybe there's some version of a game where Kevin McConnell just decides, hey, I'm smarter than the Bears, so I'm going to throw it when they think I'm going to run it against them. So that could happen. Would but you rather I- the Bears win or 
Jefferson and Cousins go crazy and you beat me in the home league. Where does the fandom you stop? You have to ask that question. You're ready for I, the Bears to just keep losing and tanking. Yeah, they, you're not doing anything this okay, year. Okay, that's fair. Maybe that was a dumb question. <laughs> Seattle and New Orleans. Um, in New Orleans, from Seattle, what I'm looking for is Geno Smith is allowing us to start DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett with confidence. Um, I guess. DK gets Lattimore, who just got cooked by Jefferson, but we've seen DK and Lattimore get into it in the past. I think yep. the last time they played, yes, DK had a huge catch up the sideline, but it was one of two catches in the whole game. So the question is, does Geno give Lockett and DK enough good volume, not just targets, um, to produce top 24 weeks for both receivers? Um, that's a good question. I would say, yeah, I, I mean, think so. And half PPRs. Yeah. Looking, I mean, looking at the, uh, the totals here. I mean, yeah, I mean, they've both seen double digit targets in two games this season. Tyler Lockett's, you know, come close to, in a third. Um, they both, you know, got about, you know, 34, 35 targets. Tyler Lockett is over three. He's, he's the, the receiving yards leader for the team. This is a weirdly good offense so far. I mean, granted, I they, for they made the right wise. choice. They they really made the right choice with Gino. There was a a time in the summer it was an open competition, and people were in in super flex leagues. It was do I draft sure. Gino or do I draft Lock late? And the answer was Gino, and he's been fine. I think he's like the quarterback, like eight or something like that right now. It's yeah. I mean, last stupid. week he and Goff went nuts. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, but yeah, I, uh, speaking to your point, yeah, feel good about the, the pass catchers in this game. Um, I think, I think they'll be okay. All right. The saints on the other hand are not okay. I don't feel good about any of them. The only, you know, really guy none? I, no. Olave? Eh? Like he's been heavily involved. Kind of like last week. Yeah. We, granted. We had Andy Dalton, London, but like, can you promise me that Jameis will play? If he plays, I guess I feel a little bit better, but he's like, Olave is already used all over the place. Yeah. But you know, I, I think you'd be hard pressed. Okay. Deontay Johnson this week or Olave if Jameis plays. Oh, Olave. Yeah. So yeah. he's, he's For in, sure. he's in most people's top 20 then. So you got to start him. I don't, I don't have Deontay Johnson inside my top 20. <laughs> I would put Deontay outside my 30, but I would say Olave top 24. Yeah, okay, that's – yeah. So he's I mean, in your Volume line. alone. Look, he had two straight weeks of 13 targets before, you know, dropping down last week. If he can get back to, you know, a dozen targets this week, obviously, I'm, I'm in because that secondary for Seattle is hashtag bad. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I can be talked into it. Everybody else, though, um, not named Alvin Kamara, I'm out on. Okay. If Alvin if Alvin Kamara plays, I feel good. If not, I'm not starting anyone on that team. Fair enough. Detroit in New England, in New England, out of Detroit, what I'm looking for after an offensive explosion last week. TJ Hawkinson breaking game. records. Everybody thought no Amonra St. Brown, no Swift. It is going to be hideous on the Detroit offense. And it was Everything but Jamal Jamal Williams went crazy. Hawk went crazy. Goff went crazy. It's unbelievable. Um, Josh Reynolds had a really nice week. My question this week, after what we just saw, is 
if Amonra is hurt, is there anybody outside of Jamal and probably Hawkinson that you would start? Are you streaming anybody other than oh, those two? Goodness. Anybody outside of like Goff, Goff, a lot of people are going to start because he's so hot. Are there any receivers that you're like, yeah, I'll play him? I mean, if DJ Chark plays, okay, sure. I mean, look, New England is weird against the wide receiver because they have given up two huge games yep. um, to the wide receiver. You know, like it's Miami, they've given up big games. Green Bay, they've given up big games. Um, they've really only stopped the, the Ravens. Um, Pittsburgh even had, you know, some success, not, not a ton, but, um, usable games. Uh, that's, this is tough. I think, I think Detroit's going to do better than we think. Um, but yeah, no, to answer your question, no, I don't think I'm going to start Jamal Hawk and Goff. Yeah. I think that would be who I would feel good unless, yeah, if I'm going to stop playing. I don't think he um, plays this week or next. I think his ankle is pretty messed up. It's possible. I mean, I guess we'll see. Uh, keep an eye on it. But, man, that would suck. He he is a top eight wide receiver when healthy. So, that man, that, that sucks to see, you know, especially for, for Lions fans. Like, I don't want to get too much into Lions because everybody knows they're my favorite team, obviously. <laughs> what? Over the Jags? <laughs> the Jags haven't <laughs> replaced them yet? <laughs> right. Uh, they're getting close, but man, this this Lions team is gonna be fun. They're a lot of fun to watch. Like if they um, play but, each other, who do you want to win the game? Not fantasy wise, just win. You know, I just I enjoy watching the Lions win. I don't know okay. why. All right. Um, I, I that's where but, the loyalty lies. Until can I, until can I just you make say a, differently. Can I, can I just make a bold claim by the end of the season? Yes. The Lions are gonna be a top five offense at the end of the season, as far like, as yards and points everything. scored everything wow everything um breaking news right now oh oh there are 15 seconds left in the thursday night football game matt ryan has driven the colts down all the way down the field to the 10 yard line with 13 seconds left and a field goal will send it to overtime after a russell wilson pick on fourth and two they go for it and get it they can run the clock out kick a field goal go up six Instead, they decide to throw it, reminiscent of handing to Marshawn or not. They throw it, gets picked at the goal line, and Matt Ryan is doing magic. So that's what's happening right now. Imagine getting kicked in the face for three hours and then seeing the guy (laughs) walk away from you and say, you know what? I've got another 15 minutes in me. We'll see if Matt Ryan gets picked here. Nope, timeout, Denver. All right, carry on here. Um, Bye. Goodness. New England, what are we looking anyway, at with the Patriots, Dustin? We're looking at a lot of running the ball because Mac Jones, even if he's playing in this game, is not going to be a super serviceable quarter. He, like, he wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire, and then now he has a high ankle sprain. I don't know. He must have a machine leg now, but he is playing through this thing, maybe. If not, I think we're going to see Bailey Zappi out there, who I'm not excited about. Look, I'm excited about Damian Harrison, Ramondre Stevenson. You know, yeah. I, if I don't feel great about Jacoby Myers, but he is the best weapon um, in the wide receiver room that they have. So, I is he I, fully back? No, he's still questionable, but he's okay. getting limited practices. Who knows if he plays? 
You know, they've got Mac Jones is limited, so who the hell knows? Oh, your you boy know? Tyquan Thornton is not back to game uh, gameplay yet, but he is yet. back at practice, which is good to hear. I love initially, that. it was potentially eight weeks. It's nice to see that, him getting getting reps in. I like him. I like him a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, D Detroit just gives it up to the running back. So look, you you run on him, you know, and that's what the Patriots are going to do. I love both those guys. They're both going to be inside my top you know, 30 running backs. And um, Damian Harris, I think, is going to get a couple touchdowns in this game. It feels like one of those games. I like it. Um, All right, should we pause and see what happens here? With 13 I'm, I'm, seconds left. I'm not spending another moment on that game. <laughs> Look, it, I, I, don't, I don't care what happens. I don't care if, like, actual horses break into the stadium <laughs> and just start fighting. Like... It, nothing will excite me about this game. It is um, field goal attempt is coming up to send it to overtime. I bet we finish the show before the game's over, as they punt five times in overtime. Miami oh versus the Jets, yeah, in New York. Um, I cannot wait for this game, Dustin. I cannot wait to see Teddy Two Gloves with his God-given gloves on both hands. My question is. Can he I think give you, can just you two, say two gloves? You don't have to say both hands. Both it's hands. It's like he's wearing two gloves on one hand. He's gonna. He's going to be playing as if he has four hands. He's gonna be that sharp. Oh goodness. Two hundred and fifty plus yards, multi touchdown game. I think that's going to be a normal thing for Teddy. I don't see a drop off from Tua. Another question about this offense is: Is Raheem Mostert a fifteen touch running back right now? Coming off of a seventeen. Ooh. That's a good question. Um, I like him. I like him a lot. Um, I would say so. Yeah, I think so. Game script I, I, dependent, Raheem Mostert. Probably. I think they want to get him the ball. I think wow. they. I think they like getting him the ball. I. I don't like the prospects of what the Jets do against the running back position. I think they're pretty. They've given up one big game. Other than that, they've pretty much keep kept guys quiet. Um, so I. I don't love it for. For him in this game, Mostert but, or Gibson. Oh, gross, dude. Why do you do that to me? <laughs> because I have to make these kind of calls. Oh, no. I'm Look, I'm going Mostert, to be honest with you. I'm going Mostert. Yeah, that's... Wow, that's Gibson is falling. Yeah. Even I, without... I, even if Robinson says, I need another week? I don't care if Robinson says I'm retiring. Uh, Gibson's not interested. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, we are I, going to overtime as you go to the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> I told you at halftime, I'm like, this is going to be great. We'll get overtime oh, in this God. game that everybody it's loves. It's going to be a tie because that's how it has to end. It like, has that to. has to field end. Goal, like, field guys, goal, field goal. The NFL's already called it in. Neither of you get to win. I do need Neither seven seven more yards from Russell Wilson to hit his over. So overtime he'll is get six. welcomed. He'll oh, get oh six. thank you. <laughs> congratulations <laughs> no one has a good time here i actually really like this game for the jets though i really do um i like it for the jets pass catchers uh, miami has a banged up secondary and look if there's one thing we know about the jets it's that they like to throw the ball and they've got you know heck they've got three weapons that they can four now they have four weapons arguably five that they can throw it to i think they're gonna sling it all over and i think that as much as it pains me to say it, i think I think Zach Wilson is an okay play this week. I think, um, I think. Why does that pain streamer. you to say? You got something against Zach Wilson? Look, I just look. 
I'm sure he's a nice human being, okay? He, uh, from what I hear, he spends a lot of time taking care of people's mothers, and that's really nice. Um, but I think that I think that Zach Wilson is is, is a not sham. To say that Zach Wilson or Teddy Bridgewater in this game fantasy points. Zach Wilson. Okay. Yeah. Wrong. Um, no, it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, what's your opinion? No, that's wrong. That's bad. Let's no. debate Teddy versus Zach Wilson no. until overtime's oh. over. How about that? I. Yeah. Okay. I'd rather. Yeah. Let's. Goodness. I'd, let's let's debate Teddy Bridgewater against a jugs machine. Okay. That's 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 a closer matchup. Do you think? Um, do you think that um, the return of Zach Wilson will revive a disappearing Elijah Moore? Yes. Yes. Okay. I um, hope so. Look, I, looking at Miami's points given up to wide receiver, they've given up very useful games almost every single week. So. Um, Wide receiver is going to be nice. Um, Conklin, I think, is a great play. I think Zach Wilson, again, um, Miami's top three in points given up to the quarterback position. Granted, a lot of that is due to the Baltimore game. Yep. Um, but they've given up you know 20-plus points in three games this season. So I think Zach Wilson is going to be good here. Um, I look, I like all the, I look at all the Jets' weapons. This offense is annoyingly potent. So um, here we are. I think the fandom that you have for the Lions, I have found myself every Sunday rooting for the Jets. I think it's a Robert Sala so you're a thing. Jets fan, okay? Yeah, I think I am. I think the Jets are my closet team after Green Bay. I think it's Jets for me right now, and I love the coaching staff. I really like the weapons, and I think Zach Wilson is it gets undeserved hate. We'll see. Dallas and Rams. My, not hometown team, but current living team, the Dallas Cowboys. How about them boys? Cooper Rush, Dustin, every yeah. show, we keep coming on, and Cooper Rush keeps winning. He has not lost a game as a starter in the NFL now. Nope. I do think this no, game is low scoring because both offenses are somewhat hindered right now, and both defenses are very legit. So, I'm expecting a low-scoring game. For me, I know I'm supposed to be covering Dallas, but for me, everybody in this game is on bust alert except for Cup. Is there anybody else you feel safe with in this game? Well, Higby? that is exactly what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I'll break down Dallas. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Um, I saw Cooper in my... Uh, in my yeah. notes and I, my brain went to Cooper cups. So. It's okay. I've done my research. Um, I look, the Rams have given up the second most points to the wide receiver position. So I feel good with, um, Michael Gallup and CD lamb and Noah Brown, um, as a low end flex. So I, I like this matchup Cooper or Cooper rush. Anyone named Cooper in this matchup? I think you can feel good about what they're doing. <laughs> oh, in this wow. game. Okay. Um, but Who seriously, uh, the Cowboys, and nice. I this this feels like one of those matchups where I feel like we look at it and we determine okay the Rams are dead. I think wow. this is a, I this think is this it. is a matchup. I think this is the nail in the coffin where it's like okay the Rams are not who we thought they were coming in. Dallas is going to get after them. I think Matt throws a couple of picks here. I think you know Cooper Cup gets close to a hundred yards. And I think this is just another game where it's like they really don't know how to get it figured out. 
um, even at home. You know, it's they get the Panthers in LA next week. So if they come out hey, and lay an egg against go. the Cowboys, are you putting all of your Rams right back in next week? Yep, I'll even. Uh, <laughs> this I is the game seat. we put the nail in the coffin until next week when until Baker Mayfield week. comes to town and everybody's back in. Oh, for sure. Look, whenever <laughs> Baker comes to town, you're like, oh, guys, it's like it's like, this is like, oh man, you have a funeral this weekend, but next weekend it's your birthday, so it's great. It's okay, be okay. <laughs> so it's like Baker's coming to town. Everybody parties. Um, but yeah, that that's where I'm at. I I like all the weapons here. Honestly, I I don't know that I love. Zeke in this this matchup though that that's I guess if I had to say one the if there's Tony one team that is, should be the highest scoring running back of all running backs I think I think Zeke is going to be awful in this game um because look the Rams I'm Zeke looking or Akers? at Acres really yeah. yeah yeah so are um, you okay starting Acres if no, you are thin at running I, back I, I, like well, Acres or Hunt Acres or Cream oh. Cream, easy. Acres or don't make me say it. Don't don't bring <laughs> the him answer's up on Acres. The, show. the answer. I was acres. gonna say Acres or Gibson. I know. Oh, you said his name anyway. Wait, you said, you said don't bring him up on this show. It threw me off a little bit. <laughs> it just it hurts. But no, the Rams have given up almost like no points each week to the running back position because they they give up the absolute most to the wide receiver. It's like the it's like an opposite of the you know, the Bears and the the Texans. It's like, hey, we can't stop anyone throwing the ball. Ramsey literally quits on plays. He's like, you know what, guys, I'm not even sure I want to play football anymore. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, we'll just keep throwing the ball. And then Matt Stafford's on the other sideline. Like, how do you do that? Like, <laughs> Matt Stafford just, is it, it looks horrible right now. I don't know really what's bad. going on. I don't He's know trying if it's all the these weird line or what. Sidearm throws where it's like, Matt, you don't have to throw sidearm. He's like, yeah, but I can watch. Just be you. I know that's been you, but you need to be current Matt Stafford, not five yeah, years bad. ago prime Matt Stafford. Tennessee and Washington. In Washington, the yeah, Titans for me. Washington. Um, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods. He is the wide receiver one for the Titans right now with Burks being injured. He's pretty much by himself. I want to see a 10-target week for Robert Woods this week. Do you think we see it? I think it's possible. Um, Two and a half per quarter? I think that's – yeah, I think that's fair. I just don't – I don't think that they, they, they really throw it to uh, – like throw it a ton. I think they're going to have – plenty of success running the ball they will try to run it 40 times oh for sure but if that's working you get the play action yeah. to robert woods he gets you 60 yards and maybe a score okay if there i will say if there's a wide receiver that's going to take advantage of this matchup the matchup where washington gives up the third most uh, wide receiver points you know fantasy wise then yeah robert woods would be the guy um i would i would target in this matchup right. absolutely absolutely um Washington, um, they have some great matchups against, you know, um, a weak Tennessee secondary. Tennessee, you know, like I said, um, Washington gives up the third most wide receiver points. Tennessee gives up the fourth most. So a lot of throwing in this matchup. Um, I would start Terry and Curtis Samuel with confidence in this this matchup with Jahan Dotson hurt out for a couple weeks. And I can't think of anyone else in the world that I would 
um, start in this matchup um, on the Washington <laughs> side of the ball. Any, no one else. Um, okay. Carson Wentz, maybe. Logan Thomas. I like Wentz this week. Yeah, I think this is a, a good Wentz um, streaming week for sure. Yeah, he just went 9-9 nine and nine the last two weeks. Uh, not in German, but points. So yeah. he's due for a little bit of a bounce back, I think. Yeah, I would not start Gibson in this matchup. <laughs> Are you sure there's not a running back? number 24 that you would consider this week watch Gibson mm. go watch him have like a three touchdown Christmas game <laughs> Goodness, San Francisco gracious. and and Carolina um the Panthers are I think the Texans are be- are better than the Panthers you the think Panthers, the Texans are better than the Panthers the Panthers suck right I've now. watched the Panthers p- play football and I would like to file for damages Watching, watching that, watching Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield get—they're basically trading off batted down passes last week—was comical. Neither of them could see anything, and yeah. I think there was really a stretch bad. of like seven or eight batted passes in <laughs> two and two and a half quarters. It was like, what are we doing? Watching a out middle here? school game, throwing into a wall. I can't see. Um, in a gym class. On the San Francisco side of this 49ers-Panthers game, yeah. for me, it is the question is this. Is there anybody outside of Debo Samuel, meaning Ayuk and Kittle, that you would trust through the air in this offense to put into your lineup? Obviously, if you drafted Kittle, you're wanting him in your lineup, hoping for the big week, but he has been killing people. I know he's been hurt, uh... but he played the whole game last game, and... Gave you two points. Sure. 24 yards, two catches. Do you trust Kittle? Do you trust Ayuk as a wide receiver? Three. Would you go DJ Moore or Ayuk? I mean... In the same game? DJ Moore or Ayuk? Is that what you asked? Yeah. And they're playing each other. Well, they're not guarding yeah. each other. But in this game, right. which of those right. two? Uh, I would go Ayuk. Yeah. I go Ayuk. I mean, San Francisco actually does well against the wide receiver, and ba- watching Baker Mayfield play last week was almost unwatchable. Like it was, it, it was so ugly, god awful. And I, I don't, I just both like Carolina's middle of the pack against like their their secondary is surprisingly decent. You know, they don't pressure a lot, but yeah, you know, Carolina's decent. They've given up one okay game. You know, so I, I don't love the passing attack with Jimmy G leading it, but at the same time, it's like I don't trust anyone not named Christian McCaffrey on that offense for the Panthers. So, do you think San no. Francisco murders them? Wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Where's the game at? It's Carolina. It's in Carolina, but I feel like that that defense I don't, I don't in San think Francisco it matters. is yeah, going to just kill Carolina. It feels like a weird matchup where it'll just be kind of. Low, sc- low lower scoring you know like san francisco has struggled at times and with an okay like average defense of carolina i feel like this this could be a matchup where both offenses struggle and it's just low scoring and no one is happy in fantasy it, like the only way i see this going well for anyone i, I think is if san francisco breaks off a, a, a huge play you know like a debo play and yeah. 
that looks good. But other than that, no, I'm not excited about the the pieces. Maybe it's in this DJ matchup. Moore. Maybe he finally gets it done. <sighs> Man, he saw not eleven targets. Say he does. You know, like he he's. He gets opportunity, but man, it's like like literally. I if you ask me right now, Dustin, throw a jersey on a jugs machine or throw Baker Mayfield out here. I'm at least thinking a solid thirty minutes on like, okay, what are the real like? How can I Jimmy rig like a couple plays to where the jugs machine can actually get a fair shot? <laughs> Just you know, be there like, in three point five seconds, right? It's Fifteen yard out, the ball will be there. <laughs> I just I can't I can't. All I can't. right, that's I where we're so at. Bad. San Francisco, Carolina, Philly, and we Arizona. Skipped, you know, we skipped before we get to that. We skipped over Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Did we? We did. Oh yeah, we did. They are sneaky in the middle here. They're right there. Okay, I'll give you what I what I'm looking for for Atlanta. The okay. backfield could be very hard to watch with Cordell Patterson. Be hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's this is going to be <laughs> an ugly offense. Um, is there a clear replacement to you with Cordero Patterson out or I like, are you staying away from all of them? I like Tyler Algier. Um, for whatever reason, you know, Tampa has actually shown that they're, they're vulnerable, um, at least somewhat, uh, on the ground. And for whatever reason, Atlanta stays close in games. And so I'm not necessarily saying like you have to start Tyler Algier cause he's going to get all the opportunity, but I'm not, I'm sitting here saying like Tampa has three really strong games against the running back position so far this year. They're still number two in points allowed to the running back. But last week, you know, granted the offense is great for Kansas city. That's why you, you know, you had these passes going off all over the place to, to Clyde and um, all the other good stuff there. So I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying keep a knot this they're, they're vulnerable. Um, He's a low end flex for me to answer your question. Um, Algier over Gibson. Um, is Adrian no Peterson way. still playing? No way you go Algier over Gibson. Uh, no, I'm not going to go Algier okay. over Gibson. Thank God. No. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, All right. But man, I have to think about it. Jugs machine over Gibson. Um, Tell me about Tampa Bay. <laughs> what are you looking for? Tampa. Look, it's all about the weapons for Tom Brady in this matchup. Atlanta. Look, they're terrible against the wide receiver, or and Mike Evans happens to be one of those. Uh, Chris Godwin, look, as long as he's not banged up and is playing in this game, I like him in this game. Uh, other than that, it's Leonard Fournette, man. It's Leonard Fournette. It, is this those the three game? weapons. I think this is the game. I all think right. this is going to be the game where we see you know all the weapons finally click. We see okay. Tampa Tom is back. You know, I'm not going to speak on any of his personal issues, but he's he's focused. He's getting back to it, and Atlanta just feels like a get right game. It's in Tampa Bay, um, inner you know inner division, and so I think this is a game where the pass catchers in in Tampa really eat um, because the, I don't think Tampa or Atlanta can stop them. Okay, um, Philadelphia and Arizona. We've got a fourth and one on the five-yard line. Denver going for it instead of kicking the field goal to tie it here in overtime. They have a tie with the field goal. Okay, timeout. I think they kick it. Philadelphia and Arizona this weekend. Did I not tell you it's going to end in a tie? Did you I did not tell say, you that? I mean, we haven't missed the call yet on this game. Um, <laughs> Philadelphia. This is going to be quite oh frustrating for Eagles weapons owners. 
you are going to get some great games from these guys. We have seen it already. League, I mean, week winning type games. Sure. But you are going to get duds from your starting Eagles players every three or four weeks. Maybe every other week. Yeah. It's just part of it when you have that many weapons. So I looked at week one through four and said, who was it that got the dud? They're playing this roulette. Somebody's getting the short end of the stick. Um, mm-hmm. Devontae Smith, week one, zero points. A.J. Brown and Sanders in week two, both under 10 points in half PPR. Week three, Miles Sanders, five points. Week four, Devontae Smith, three points. It, this is going to be frustrating all year. Oof. And maybe beyond this year, when you're that good, and they're clicking, so why would they change what they're doing? It's it's kind of like the Golden State yeah. Warriors. That's the analogy. Steph's going to have huge games. A.J. Brown's going to have huge games. But Steph is right. okay giving you just 20 or 21 instead of 40 if Clay's going off. This is a Clay night. Yeah. It's just yeah. like that sometimes because they're that good. So um, my question is, who do you think this week gets the dud? For Philly um, versus Arizona, who do you think comes out of this game with single digits if you had to pick one of them? Oh, goodness. You know, that is a that's a great question. I Look, I think they give up some big games to some wide receivers. I think this is a Devonta Smith game where he's quiet. I think this is going to be a game. Coming off of a 3.2 last week. Yeah, I think Devonta Smith is going to be quiet this week. I think A.J. Brown is going to come in and smash. Um, I'll say Sanders is the quiet one this week. Really? Yeah. It's, this huh. is just uh, no good. The Colts beat the Broncos. The Broncos could have tied it up. Go for it. No good. Congratulations, Wait. Ben. Wait, the Colts won because the, the Broncos went for it? They went for it instead of tying it up with three minutes left. And they did not get it. Ben texted me before this game. Uh, that is a die nine 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 in the comments, and he said, "Be honest with me. Do the Colts stand any chance tonight?" And my response was, "Any team coached by Frank Wright has a chance. He's a great yeah. coach. It helps when Russell sucks, but it's so bad. They came into Denver and won. The Colts could go to the Super Bowl." Let's move on. Yeah, it's it's really bad. It's <laughs> Arizona. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, God, I, it's hard to talk about fantasy football when that kind of debauchery is going on. Um, Arizona, though. Um, look, Philadelphia is a very good defense. Um, so let me just break down who I think is going to have a good game this weekend. Marquise Brown. Yep. That's it. Oh, I was not expecting that, Dustin. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking here, and it just, it doesn't, it doesn't look good. Philadelphia is good all over the place. They've given up one decent game, and that was because they, uh, to the, like, to the tight end, and that was because they shut down Justin Jefferson. Um, I don't think they're going to shut down Marquise Brown. Like just just the volume, you know. I think the volume for Marquise Brown is going to be there. I think he'll have a useful game, but they're not going to be able to run the ball. I I don't think. I mean, look, watch that that defense and tell me that 
they're not going to have an answer for, for Kyler Murray. I think they've given up the second or the third least points to the quarterback position, and they've faced some really good quarterbacks. Yep. Um, so, I I mean, they faced Kirk Cousins, really. Um, but uh, I, don't, I don't think Kyler Murray is like this all-knowing answer here. He's fast. He's mobile. But they also practice against Jalen Hurts, so it's not like they're unfamiliar with the capabilities here. So I, I, I expect this to be a, another strong outing for Philadelphia, who gets to now play indoors. Arizona's at home, but who cares? When you say, you, when you say um, Hollywood is the only one who has a good, quote, good game, mm-hmm. where give me some ballpark projections for Kyler Murray and James Conner and Zach Ertz, just fantasy points-wise and a half PPR. Oh, man. If I, I mean, if I'm having... It. Sure. I mean, if if I'm having to to break down for for them, I think Ertz is going to get probably five targets. I think he'll get probably forty yards. Okay. I think Marquise, you know, gets you know another twelve targets or so. I think he's going to come down with like eight eight receptions, sixty seventy yards. You know, I I always put him at like you know point seven touchdowns because there's always right. a more you know better off chance that he's going to score. Okay. Um. Other than that, Philadelphia shuts down the running back, so James Conner's probably going to struggle. He hasn't looked great either. Under Kyler, 60? Yeah, I think he, okay. they hold him under 60. Um, and then Kyler. You know, Kyler hasn't exactly looked great either. You know, his rushing yards aren't up there. He's only got 91 rushing yards on the year so far. That's not enough. That's not Will enough. the return of DeAndre Hopkins be really, really helpful for them, or are they going to struggle pretty much all year? Here's Here's what I'm worried about, man is that DeAndre Hopkins is going to come back at the middle of the season. And what what has been the constant for the Cardinals each and every season that Cliff Kingsbury has been the coach? He's been figured out halfway through the season. DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to automatically change how the offense runs. He's got a lot to prove himself. He's got to prove that the PEDs weren't weren't holding him up. <laughs> you know, he I just I feel like there's a comfort level there with a guy of that caliber. Sure. The way that Kyler runs around uh, Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson did that, and DeAndre Hopkins with both of these guys finds a way to get open, come back to the quarterback. It, there's a different feel, I feel like, obviously. Sure. This is not a hot take, but Greg Dortch and A.J. Green are not <laughs> going to give you the comfort level of, I sure. know exactly what DeAndre Hopkins is going to do, and if I'm under pressure, I can just throw it in his direction, and I've got a good shot. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I, I I understand the argument. It's got to lift. Like, it's got to lift it a little bit. I no, it's not. I don't think it's going to make it worse. But here's the okay. thing that I'm saying is that DeAndre Hopkins has not been the DeAndre Hopkins we have expected for the last couple of years now. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is now older. And yeah. That's not to say he's washed. That's not, you know, don't hear what I'm not saying. But he's also like the PEDs were not necessarily the only thing keeping him out of of playing. He was dealing with a torn MCL last year, like. There are things he has to overcome. Do not just take for granted that DeAndre Hopkins is going to brush off the dust and be, you know, top 15 wide receiver right off the bat. This offense looks bad and it or at least not as good as we thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it's not all just because DeAndre Hopkins is not there. So temper your expectations. He'll be a, a top 20, you know, 24 wide receiver um I think each week, but I, I, I'm not going to just pencil him in as a top 15 guy each week. Okay. All right. The next two will make a little bit briefer 
uh, briefer. Is that a word? More, more brief. More brief? <laughs> briefer. Brief. <laughs> These are going to be briefer. Um, <laughs> Bob's going brief. to listen to that one and, and just his ears are going to be What ready. are you guys doing? <laughs> um, Cincinnati at Baltimore. I will take the yes. Bengals take on this one. Jamar Chase has been nowhere near producing what his draft cost is, which is a first round, middle of the first round, sometimes top five pick in your draft a mere month ago, and you felt great about, I'm starting with Jamar Chase as my foundation. Mm-hmm. You are likely 1-3 or 0-4 oh if you drafted Jamar Chase in the first round. Um, because you need, especially in half PPR leagues, you need 18 to 20 points from Jamar Chase. That's what you need out of your first-round pick. That's and true. you're not getting it right now. Um, if you've gotten lucky and you've hit on some other guys, then you might be okay, but... I would bet that the majority of Chase owners, not only are they upset, but now they're fighting an uphill uh, uphill battle. He needs to join them in this fight, myself included. He went on the wall behind me for this week to okay. inspire him. We need a 20-piece from Jamar Chase, preferably 30, but at least 20. Okay. I don't I don't hate the call. Like I know I know that's what we need. A lot of people are calling for it. And I Baltimore's terrible against wide receivers. So I think there's a solid chance that both wide receivers eat here. So fingers crossed, I think we see a lot of points scored by the Bengals. On the other side of the ball, I think I don't think I'm I'm not worried about Lamar Jackson. Uh Rashad Bateman not looking like he's going to play this week. So fire up Devin Duvernay. Uh, you know, he's a good wide receiver three this week. Um, I'm also really interested in J.K. Dobbins. Like, he wasn't super efficient last week, but he had a couple touchdowns. I think that offense is still going to find ways to move the ball. And it's it's a divisional matchup. It's in Baltimore. I think this team is going to figure it out because all this hullabaloo about, you know, John Harbaugh being – um, you know, he needs to be fired or whatever this, this, you know, fan base has been saying. I, I think that he's still a great coach. He's going to figure it out. And Lamar Jackson's his quarterback. So I, that all mixed together. I'm still excited about these weapons. Yeah. Devin Duvernay, um, and Mark Andrews are the guys I feel most comfortable with in this matchup, but I'm still going to have JK Dobbins in my lineup. All right. Finally, Monday night. This is going to be a fun one to watch, and there's going to be a lot of fantasy matchups swayed and decided on Monday night, probably in the third and fourth quarter, which is always fun. The Raiders at Chiefs um, in Kansas City. Las Vegas has Derek Carr playing catch-up in a shootout on Monday night. First big game, First big game for Derek Carr this year, yes or no, Dustin? And by big game, I mean 330 to 350 with three. Holy cow. Uh, no. Uh, He's due I, for I, a, a 300 plus. Is this the one that he hits? Um, I think he can get to 300. I, uh, Kansas City has been fairly friend, friendly to, to, to quarterbacks. But no, I don't think it's going to be a 303. Um, 375. 380? No. No. <laughs> Going one, no. three ninety. <laughs> no, okay. goodness gracious! What All are right, we doing we'll call. Here? We'll we'll meet in the middle at three thirteen. 
Okay, I like three thirteen. That feels that feels okay. All right. That feels okay. Uh, Kansas City, it. what are you looking for? Obviously, we're firing up all weapons, but what specifically do you want to see from the Chiefs? Because I um, have one I, that I did not put on the on the sheet. I'm curious. Sure, I want to see Juju Smith Schuster. That something. was it. Thank you. Like, that that is exactly what I want to see. I mean, Las Vegas isn't exactly like a, a huge boon for wide receivers of the opponent's offense, but Kansas City gives up points all over the place. So I. I fully expect Kansas City to have to, you know, score points to to. That's going to sound stupid. They have to score points to win the game. <laughs> more than the Raiders? <laughs> yeah, they are going to have to score more than the Raiders. Um, it's in Kansas City, and for whatever reason, Las Vegas plays well in Kansas City. So, I call me crazy, but I think this is going to be um, a matchup that is. Oddly close, it's going to be the one lone bright spot for this division um, because Kansas City gives it up to the running back. So if there's one guy I'm feeling really good about is Josh Jacobs in this matchup. So I th- maybe we see a narrative where it opens up the the other weapons on that offense and Derek Carr can actually let it fly. Um, Gosh, but, I hope so. You mean Josh. Josh, I hope so. Josh, I hope so. Um, all right, moving on to big picks. That is, that is our final uh, matchup that we're covering this week, Good. the Monday night game. Moving on to big picks. Um, I will start with quarterback. You just said a few minutes ago that you think Trevor Lawrence has a subpar performance this week because Houston does not give it up to quarterbacks. Yep. I will go on the contrary, as we like to do on this show. I think the Jaguars back home finally after a two-game road trip against the winless Houston Texans. Trevor Lawrence was just getting hot before the ice-cold rain in Philly. I don't know if you saw that video of Devontae Smith mic'd up, but he was freezing his skinny self off. Uh, ETN uh, ETN is due to take a screen to the house. That's my bold call for this game. Outside of 25 yards to the house for ETN on a screen pass, which helps Trevor Lawrence. That type of play can make a, a quarterback's week go from 240 to 275 with three that sounds yeah that sounds about right (laughs) um yeah I I don't I don't hate that pick my my quarterback big pick of the week is Tom Brady versus Atlanta I think that everything going on in his life right now I think he's going to fall back into football I and what better to do that against than one of the worst passing defenses in the league and Atlanta against Tom Brady look I don't think that means good things for Atlanta and <laughs> an angry Tom Brady <laughs> and an angry Tom Brady. I think this is a big, you know, four touchdown game for Tom Brady. You know, Mike Evans has a couple nice scores. I think we're going to see a, a Julio Jones sighting and one of those annoying Leonard Fournette, you know, red zone touch, uh, touchdowns as well. So I think this is a big game for the Bucks, and Tom Brady is going to be a huge part of that. Of course. I love it. Running backs, Jeff Wilson, Jr., for me, 17 touches per week over the last three weeks since becoming the starter. Very positive game script expected. As I said earlier, I think the Niners absolutely murder the Panthers. Um, Wilson right now is giving you 78 yards per game over the last three. That is a very healthy amount of yardage. Yeah. I think we see, with a, with that positive game script, I think we see 18 to 20 touches Somewhere between 80 to 100 total yards and a touchdown for my name is Jeff. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. I like that. Give, give me the other Channing Tatum voice. Um, my, I, I believe buddy, you can do that better than I could. My name is Jeff. There we go. <laughs> hey, we need to record that on have that on loop. Oh my goodness. Uh, Devin Singletary is my running back big pick of the week. Not just because he's on my fantasy team. Um, my my pick was going to be Damian Harris, but I I started thinking about it. I think I think Devin Singletary is in for a great game. He's being used in all quadrants of the game and all quadrants of the field, and also. He happens to be on a great offense against a really bad defense. So, look, I'm not so good at the numbers and the math things, but that all adds <laughs> up to me. So, Devin Singletary, I think, is going to get a couple of scores in this matchup. I think people are going to see um, how this team operates, and it's going to be a couple of those plays where it's like, oh, like you, you see it right from the beginning. Is like, why are they not covering Devin Singletary? And then there it is. It's just a quick dump off pass, you know, inside the ten, and then there he is for the end zone. So. Devin Singletary going to have a good game this week and beat his projection by more than five points. Is he in Light your lineup up. in the home league? He is. Oh, okay. We're speaking. I lost Javante, man. Oh, I lost yeah. my Javante. Oh. He is my running back one. Leave I'm me alone. So sorry. <laughs> uh, my week five wide receiver big pick. Robert Woods. We already talked about him earlier, but Washington has given up the most the absolute most fantasy points to receivers in the NFL so far through four weeks. Traylon Burks is out. And, Dustin, he has one of the best nicknames in the business, Bobby Trees. He's going for 10 targets, 8 catches, 90 yards, and a score. Ooh. All right. I like that. All right. That's that's bold. Bobby. Vintage Bobby right here. Bobby in the woods. All right, well, I'm going back to an OG um, of mine for my wide receiver big pick of the week. That is Mr. Michael Gallup. Wow. That name shouldn't even be allowed to be spoken on this show. Look, I'm I'm just going to call it right now. I think he has a really nice game. I think that it has nothing to do with the fact that he has a very low projection um, on on Sleeper. (laughs) What happened to Noah Brown? Um, he's not Michael Gallup. You know, I, that's that's he's honestly the, the biggest thing wrong with him. Maybe not. No, no, Michael Gallup's the two. All right. Um, he look. Michael Gallup had a couple targets and a touchdown last week. I think he takes a, over a little bit more of the work this week. And like I said, the Rams giving up the second most wide receiver points against this season. I think Jalen Ramsey going to be on CD a lot of the time. Michael Gallup going to be the guy to look for. And you know, hit those big shot plays that that Noah Brown has been hitting. So I think that's what we're going to see from this this team. And as I said, I think that Dallas is going to do enough on defense to get the ball back to their offense. So a lot of offense, very potent, and Michael Gallup beating that projection this week. If you say so, Dustin. Speaking of OGs, I'm going to go back to the first player ever discussed on the Losing Sucks Fantasy Football Podcast. That's right. The first name is Tyler. The last name is Higby. That is my tight end big pick of the week. The iron is hot right now for Tyler Higby. I don't think it has ever been hotter or could be. 68 yards per game over the last three weeks. He leads the NFL in targets for tight ends. Ride this wave. There is positive touchdown regression coming his way. I think this is the week where Tyler Higby 
gives you let's just go with 60 yards and a score (sighs) maybe two scores that regression comes on strong start tyler higby and a strategy question well not question but point okay i said this earlier in the week i want to reiterate if you have kyle pitts or darren waller and you also have higby as a a late grab at tight end who's been working out Mm. move kyle pitts on name value Get a receiver or running back as it gets thin at those positions with injuries. Fill a hole somewhere else in the lineup and feel comfortable with Tyler Higby. He's going to match Kyle Pitts all year long. He will probably match or be very close to Darren Waller pretty much every week. Whoa. I think you can start Tyler Higby as a top six to eight tight end very comfortably and use those other big names to get other position players. I, it's hard for me to argue that because, I mean, he's getting, he's getting the work, you know, he's, he, he gets the targets. I don't understand what the heck is going on. It's literally just a two man show for them. I mean, he's got 20 more targets than Allen Robinson. Like that's, yep. God, that's absurd. That's just absurd. Yeah. And until that changes, I, I think you have to comfortably keep him in your lineup over so many of those other guys. Like you said, you brought up Waller, who just so happens to be my big pick of the week. Um, <laughs> I This has worked out great tonight. If you had to ask me right now who I would rather have, Tyler Higby or Darren Waller, I would go Darren Waller. Um, yeah. Rest of season? Or this Rest game? of season? Um, in this No, this week I'm going to go uh, Darren Waller. Okay. Rest of season, I'm probably going to go... Why do you why do you make me do that? Oh gosh. I'd go Waller both. Uh, I'm gonna go Darren. But I'm just saying I'm gonna go Waller. If you yeah. have both, Waller will return more than Higby, so move him and get somebody else. You don't think you can turn Higby into a, like a big name? Like you don't think you can get Higby like trade him for Waller? Why would like, you do got, that? Why would you do that? No, well, no, just I'm saying with... if you have Waller. Mm-hmm. And Higby because Higby was a late sure. grab. Look, man, if if you if you Move have Waller right name. now, you might be frustrated. You might be frustrated. You have Waller right now, and you go move him for Higby and someone else. That's what All I'm right. saying. Okay. Like, use I mean, the big we're name. saying the same thing. You're just going through the back yeah. door. Yeah. Okay, we're comfortable with Higby. Use use the other name to get somebody. Yes. Else. Use the other name to get Higby, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Go get Higby. Um, Anyway, Darren Waller against the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs have given up very usable games uh, to the tight end this season. And Darren Waller, look, he's coming off a couple games where he's only had five targets and a couple of receptions. I expect that to change. He is still going to be a very um, prominent player on this offense. He has, you know, granted only 175 yards on the season. But that's going to change. Started off two games in a row, plus 50 yards. He's going to score touchdowns. This is a game where they're going to have to keep up and throw the ball. So, yes, Darren Waller going to score in this game. We're going to see him get a little bit more consistent. Probably going to get double-digit targets as well. So keep an eye out for Darren Waller to be used a little bit better as they get acclimated in, in Las Vegas. I love that pick. I think Waller goes off. Um. I hope so. All right, we shut this show down with a would-you-rather question that I have come up with on the fly. Oh, goodness. Dustin, as a Red Sox fan, I need you to put your fandom aside and just think monetarily and logically here. 
Okay. Would you rather catch Aaron Judge's 60-second home run ball in your glove at Texas Rangers Stadium? Or would you, if you caught that and it meant mm-hmm. you, never, you could never watch football again, would you say give me the baseball or give me watching football? I would say having the home the the sixty second home run of Aaron Judge, a Yankees player who I know that probably means a whole lot to, and having it in my possession the rest of my life would mean more to me than watching a football game. Oh, you! Yeah, so you're you're not saying. I'll catch the ball and change and my life it. with the millions that it's no, worth. No, I would want... <laughs> take mine and absolutely ruin his. Of like, all the answers what... I thought you would say, it was not. I I would love to just make Aaron Judge mad that I have this baseball. I would have that ball, and I would burn it on live television. So you would keep it. <laughs> you would keep the ball and not watch football. Uh, no, I, look, I would... Um, Look, I would I would probably sell the ball and then I would probably just become like a te- like a fantasy tennis guy, you know? Like that's uh that's what I'd do. I I'd, I'd Football would fan- be over for you for the yeah, rest just, of your I'd, life. I'd, I would Look, it, that guy is going to get a couple million dollars and a whole bunch of stuff. Like yeah, I like hey Dustin, you can't watch football and here's a couple million dollars. I could find enough to do with a couple <laughs> this million is, this dollars. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> I this Oh man. It's going to be tough, but I'll figure it out. All right, that's it. That's all I got tonight, Dustin. That's a you know that's a fun show. Not a not a fun Thursday night um, football game. Um, but you know what? We're we're working on on getting through these a little bit faster. And you know what? We're uh, we shaved almost a full minute off last show, so uh, well we're done. getting better. <laughs> we're getting better. Um, for those of you listening, for those of you that watch, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at um, Losing Sucks. And make sure you visit us over at our website at LosingSucksFantasy.com. As always, thanks again. And remember, losing sucks. Don't do it.